Hey everyone, this is James from Lycanthro. This is Nora from Battle Beast. This is Tony from Sonata Arctica. Hi, this is Ida from Trisphere. This is Alex from Lisa Eyes, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome back, Metalheads. The podcast returns with another amazing metal artist interview. Today we have on the show singer Bruna Rocha from the Brazilian symphonic power metal band Revengen. Bruna, thanks so much for joining us on The Great Metal Debate. Robert, I would like to thank you for the opportunity to meet the first time I am on a podcast, an American podcast, so I'm very happy and nervous at the same time. <laughs> But thank you very much for the opportunity, really. <laughs> We're all metal fans, so no need to be nervous. We all just, we love music, we love metal, so it's it's all good. So before we get into the band and music, generally, how are things in Brazil with regard to lockdowns and the return of live music? Are there any concerts in your area or live shows now or in the near future? Yes, here in Brazil, we are having many online events right online fests since last year we are we already played right in many of them and here we are trying to do the best we can because we can't tour right so we are doing like many feats you know collabs here too and many many online festivals that's great do you is there a is there do you feel like you've had a good response to that as far as fans are they are are they it, I can understand they're they're eager for the live experience is the live online experience making up for that Yes it's completely different right we as artists musicians we love being on stage so it's completely different so uh, for many of us it's hard to be in front of the camera all the time doing many online things right me particular uh i guess it's very hard <laughs> because i'm not this kind of person that can do these things every time i'm a musician i love the stage but there is something very interesting right we never produced so many material in our bad time you know as we are doing right now if you can see, we already released four new musics, two new video clips, right? So it, it, it's a strand. And we have a, a great response from the public, right? Of course, we are having to reinvent ourselves all the time, right? And we are here praying to, to all this finish as soon as possible. <laughs> Well, I can tell you from the from the U.S., there is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to a live metal concert tomorrow, so hopefully soon in Brazil, those opportunities will open up as well. There, uh, there, 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 there will be concerts again soon. I, yeah. I am, I am curious. I do want to ask you a little bit about Brazil. There's so many great metal bands that I know from Brazil. We've had a few on the podcast, 
uh, bands like Angra, Hibria, uh, Sepultura, obviously, Nervosa. Uh, do you feel like that bands in Brazil and South America, do they get their due recognition compared to, say, metal acts out of Europe and North America? I guess uh, we have, for example, we are a very mixed people, you know, we have very uh, many different influences, right? And this time, I guess, uh, it's the opportunity for many other bands to show up, right? Uh, we have Nervosa, we have Angra, but we have so many underground bands too, right? And, and it is different from European and American bands, right? Of course, um, the com- I don't know if I can say this. People consume, can I say this, the band, mat- band material in very different way. For example, when you're talking about merchandise, this kind of stuff, right? In Europe and American uh, we can sell everything we have, especially the album and the physical album, for example, right? Here, it's more digital, it's more online stuff. So I guess the mentality, it's, it's different, you know? I don't know if I answered the question. No, that, that's interesting. You're saying that the, the, the fan reception experience is a little different there in South America. So. A little, no, it's very different, very by different. the way. Because I guess um, people in Europe, I don't know, uh, in American, because we didn't have the opportunity yet to play there. But we played, we had a, a tour in 2014 in Europe, right? And the reception, they, they like to, to know new songs, to hear about new sounds, you know? So when we went there, it was amazed. It was only we four on the band in Europe for the first time, right? And they know, they, they like to know you as editors and know your parts, you know? Mm-hmm. But here in Brazil, it's bit, it's been different. They are not so much into listen to new things, listen to new bands. That's why we are you are always doing many feats, many collabs, you know? Yes. It was a way we found to introduce our, our work to our people. <laughs> well, let's talk about that work, and I, I'll, I'll kind of jump ahead, you know, to uh, your first full-length album, uh, Somatics, released in 2012. You know, just talk a little bit about what that album did for the band as far as building the fan base and, and recognition, critical acclaim. Yes, as Thematics was our first full. Before it, we had an EP called Synergy Through the Ashes, right? And it was with Thematics that uh, we could go to Europe by an invitation, right? Yes. And it, it's amazing because on the time, right, in that time, we, we were not so into internet, right? So you, yes. you, you were on the road. And you, we wanted to play, right? So it's very hard to find things from that time. That's a, a, a great thing now we can do because of the situation we are living, 
right? But Thematic was a very, very personal album, right? It was, it was our first. It's, it's, we were trying many different things there, right? Mm -hmm. We are mixing many things. Uh, if you can listen to it, if you have the opportunity, you are going to see that each each song um, has a different thing there. They are not like uh, you are going to listen a concept through it. You are going right. to listen many thoughts through it, you know. And we are about to release a new album. It's already done. It's being mixed and mastered in Europe, in Netherlands, by the way. It should be released last year, but we had to stop and thinking because we are we can't touring, so we can't do anything by now, right? I hear your cats. <laughs> I can hear my cats. I have ten cats. Oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> wow, ten. I love cats. cats. Oh. Yeah, that, that's the problem. I can't. I am not using my <laughs> earphone. You are going to listen to everybody here. <laughs> well, that's sweet. They have did get. Uh, uh, sorry, I got you off. I got you off kilter there with the cat <laughs> question, but I, I could just I could hear him in the background there. So <laughs> yeah, but but now I, I guess he give, gave up. <laughs> he to to the room. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I have two dogs, but my wife has them blocked off in the other part of the house, so they're, they won't be... Uh... Sorry. Um, can, if you, yeah, I have listened to uh, some addicts, and I, I agree. I, I think they're you know, each... If you think of an album like a meal, you can think about whether you're, you know, you're getting a lot of different tastes in the palate, and I, I feel like that's the, the way that album is. Would you, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about the influences that led to the sound. Like, I, I'm curious, what sort of music were you and the other members listening to, or what influenced you all to create that album? Because it does have a lot of different sounds and interesting. Yeah. I, again, I I think you can, you all generally fall under symphonic power metal, but you're not limited to that. There's a lot of different sounds in there. Yes, uh, I I uh, usually I say that. We came from different schools in metal, right? When you talk about metal. Uh, when you talk about the drummer, Hugo, he's very, very into extreme stuff, you know? He had another band, and it was an extreme band. So he came with that. Tiago is more heavy metal, speed metal stuff, mm -hmm. right? And me, <laughs> I am from Gothic. Classical because I, I am a, a operistic sing, singer too. I, I studied LSU music here, right? Music school. So I guess this mix, we never had the intention of being symphonic metal band. No, it's something that, that happens very naturally, you know? We mixed it all. We try it all, and the result we, we said, "Oh Jesus, that that's it." We <laughs> like it, right? But thematic was like a laboratory. Can I say that? Yes. Right. For us, <laughs> this new album is different. We can you can understand the conception 
all the idea through it. It's not semantics that you have different ambiences in songs, you know. And I guess the 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 song we completely made together, and it it's the one I love most, if I can say that, because I love all the songs in semantics, right? It's 90 Chains of Sorrow because it was the song that we finished literally a phase in, in the band, you know. We had already passed through many troubles with the other bands, uh, the other members, right? Uh, and people were telling us that it's not, it's doesn't worth it, right? You won't get anywhere. And this, this period uh, of changing took almost nine months. That's why we called the song 90 Chains of Sorrow. Oh, I, okay. Yes. Yes. Right. We were trying to find ourselves and reconstruct everything we had. Right. Uh, and so it's a very special song to us. Wow. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm kind of, kind of, you've jumped into the new ally. So I'm going to kind of mix up my questions here a little bit. If you don't mind, tell me, you, you've indicated that, uh, that this album is, is significantly different than uh, the, the initial, the uh, debut album. What was the writing process different this time around? Did, uh, and especially given COVID, were you able to get together to write or did you end up composing different parts of the music separately? This album is completely different, right? We know exactly what we wanted to do, right? What we wanted to, to use with these instruments, right? But usually the lyrics, it's me and Hugo that write, that write them. And... When we talk about conception, we don't don't think about we are going to write songs uh, about werewolves, or about vampires. No, right? We try. We see this in the end of the process, right? So, but this time we knew what we wanted to do. Uh, technically, talking about the technically in the neat song you know even because we learned many things when we were in Europe in 2014 so we 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 came with many different ideas of compositions and the whole process so we could do differently from what we did with semantics you you mentioned Europe a couple of times now and I want to go back to that you all you got to play uh, BIM in, tw- uh, in the Netherlands in 2014. T- tell me, it's obvious that had uh, an impact on you, being able to go overseas. What was that experience like? And uh, maybe also talk about other festivals and shows you've been able to play. We played there in, not only Netherlands, but we played in Germany, uh, Hungary. We played... Slovakia, Poland, you know, 
Yes, yes. And all this was possible because of a one invitation we had a year before 2014. It was very, it was strange. <laughs> I can say this word, it was weird because we went, uh, we were playing in an event, right? That everything went wrong. The keyboard player forgot the principal keyboard. Oh my. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Terrible. The, the events, uh, the, our, uh, we start playing two, two hours after we should have done, you know? <laughs> so I was incredibly nervous, stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there, there was a song he used to play in our concert from After Forever, Monolith of Doubt. Oh, now I'm a huge... I love After Forever. Oh my goodness, How so great. can I play Monolith of Doubt without the keyboard? You can't, you can't. But we did somehow. Uh, the keyboard player uh, took with him the Gaia. It was a meat, you know, a meat board, I guess. Only effects, right? Only effects. And I said, okay, let's do it. But I didn't know in that event... There was a Dutch guy that was there. Uh, he was studying about, I'm going to tell this in Portuguese, okay? Favelas, right? It's like, an, he was studying something like a social something there. But he was there. The important right. thing that he was there. And he thought the way we were playing Monolith of Doubt, very amazing. <laughs> I thought, this is not happening. Jesus, how can I do that? And we became so friends that the next year, he, uh, he called us to play in fan. Oh, wow. Because he thought so different. He, I, I guess it was so weird <laughs> that it was so that was amazing at the same time, probably. See, that's great. A, a situation that could have been, you know, you're thinking this is a negative and it turns out to be such a positive. What, what an awesome story. Exactly. It's, the, it's like the people say, right, uh, if you have the lemons, let's make a lemonade. And it yes. was what we did, <laughs> right? <laughs> so from this invitation, we, we had a tour <laughs> in Europe. We played alive in a radio too, right? It wasn't the first time that we played our songs in the acoustic version. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had to learn my own music in acoustic way in one day. <laughs> but it was fantastic. And we learned it a lot. I get this brought us a very professional view of the thing right here in brazil we have many great bands but they don't have this professional professional view of it right they don't think they are uh professionals it's a kind of service you are doing mm -hmm. right so that's changed a lot our our way of doing music 
big influence that trip had for you. Did you get to see or meet any bands that you were that you looked forward to, or what? What was the what was the best experience that you had just as a music and metal fan? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't understand. Sure, sure. Just did you did you get to see any metal bands perform, or did you get to meet any artists that you? were a fan of that you looked up to during that during that trip uh, to Europe? About Europe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And fan. We played with as I think that's the name. Azray, it's a gothic band from 80s. You oh know? wow. Yes. And we were at the same room waiting to play, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so it was amazing because I like gothic, especially gothic when i talk about 80s you know <laughs> yeah. and we you played with uh mayan oh my yes. we we played so good that. so i met mark dancing you know he's a god oh my goodness he's so yeah. good it was very nice very very nice experience we like it a lot <laughs> outstanding well not to talk about other bands, you guys have been, as you've talked about, producing some amazing new music. And and really, you've been pumping out the videos. Over the past 12 months, you guys have put out a string of great videos that includes new music, also some, some older uh, songs, um, a couple that caught my, idea, uh, my eye, the concept video for Dance Around the Flames. That's so well done. Um, and... Uh, and then most recently, you all did a quarantine session video for the a previous track, White Lies. Uh, what was the thought process that the band had about creating all these videos? You've, you've just put out a lot of content recently. Yes. And there is something that I don't know, probably you know, because we're talking with Emerson, but Emerson is living in Argentina. Oh, I did not know that. Together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, any of the videos, you know. So we had to think how we could do that without people. Now people are going to know, right? You but, wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it. Yeah, but Emerson's living in Argentina and we can't travel, right? So I, I thought, how can we do that in a way that be good, all right? So you thought about all. Oh, uh, the effect is we wanted the, the the scenes we wanted you know we recorded parts of the videos using the cell phones mm -hmm. our cameras right so it was very funny to record them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and a lot of praise you know <laughs> Well, they came out great. I, I will admit, I think one of my favorites, you all did, and I can't even believe this, a symphonic metal version of Iron Maiden's Stranger in a Strange Land. Whose idea was that? That's that's such a... I mean, it's, it's great, but it's, it's, it's not something I would have thought of, I have to admit. Oh, yeah, that was my idea, because I'm a great fan of Iron Maiden. I guess everybody is a great fan of Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden has influenced our lives, I guess, right? And uh, I really like this album, right? Uh, 
and this is the one of my favorites too. When we we were about to release the semantics, we had already done this here in Brazil. So the guy in Europe that the the label in Europe wanted something different to put in the album, right? Because we had already released. So I thought, well, I can do a version from a song of Ray Maiden, right? Let's do this. Can I try? <laughs> Then it was amazing. I, I, I love it to compose the orchestras and the 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 vocal parts. That's the thing that got your your vocal approach is so it's it's almost jarring, but it's but it's great. I mean, it it fits, but it's obviously so, such a different interpretation. I love it. Oh, thank you. It's because um, although I, I am an um, operistic singer, I can't sing like opera all the time. So I try to mix the vocals according to the, the pieces of the song, you know? What sounds better? How can I do this to sound better? That's the way I compose the, all the vocal line of a song. You know, of course, my, uh, I have this lyric base, right, in all songs, but I'm always mixing. And Aramaida was another laboratory to do so. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was I I was feeling okay let's do it now I can but I was feeling oh what have I done <laughs> I'm going to ruin everything <laughs> but but I think that's and I I'd be curious your thoughts I think that's important I you know we do uh we do album reviews as part of the podcast and one of the recent albums I reviewed I I said You know, this band's done a good job, but they're not taking risks. They're not taking enough risks. I'd almost rather sometimes they would fall on their face and make a mistake than, than play it too safe. It seems like in, in, you know, there would be a lot of safer Iron Maiden songs you all could have chosen to cover. So, you know, what, what, as an artist, talk to me a little bit about that, about, you know, taking where you want to take risks, but also, you know, maybe not getting too crazy where fans don't know what to expect at all. Yes, I guess when you take the risks for the first time, right? I guess it's the, the worst part of it, to do it at first time. After that, we are always trying. I, I face this like, okay, I don't want to, to, to have this if. I, I don't want to, con con to live with the doubt of doing something or not, right? So I am the kind of person that likes to take risks. I, I found this after that concert that I, I played Monolith of Doubt without the keyboard. I had to do it, right? And it was very, in a very stressful situation for me, right? Because I, I was imagining to do something and I have to do something completely different. But after that, I get my mind open in a way that I'm not afraid of trying things anymore the way I was, right? And I guess this is uh, how an artist 
grow, grows, you know? If you always be in a comfortable zone, you're going to do the same as many people are doing. And that's something I don't want to, right? Here in Brazil, it's very difficult to be a metal musician, a metal musician, right? We don't have any, any kind of, you're going to see my cat. <laughs> if you have any, any kind of, we are not treated like a musician, like other styles here, right? People here ask you, oh, you play, you sing, what else you do? But what's your job? It's mm. like this, right? And if I have to leave, I have all the difficulty to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the best I can. So I'm not going to be afraid of trying because it's already hard to do it. You know? But yeah, and, and I can say it's something we all in the band think the same way. You know? For example... I have to 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 do a version from a song, uh, a Led Zeppelin song called "Loving uh, Living Loving Made." Mm-hmm. Yes, from Led Zeppelin. You know, we are going to do a version of the of this, and it's completely. I was terrified because the, the whole song is completely different from what I used to do. I I do usually, you know. What you're going to do, and the result is being amazing. We are almost finishing. Wow. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And that's the, the, the thing. If you don't take risks, you're going to do the same as many people around the world and going to anywhere. We like as fans listening to music and feeling you taking that risk. Like that's part of the experience of the music. So that's yes. awesome. Yes, absolutely. So Beginning to wrap up with you, you've talked about the upcoming album and the, and the work on it, obviously without giving away details that, you know, you maybe you can't at this point. What can you tell fans as far as maybe when to expect the album and, and maybe what plans you all have? Are you thinking about making maybe doing a release show online or something like that? What can fans expect, pre-sales, those sorts of things for the new album? Yes, these new albums. Uh, I say he's a little bit darker than thematic was, you know. It's something like to embrace all you are, and you are not only light. When you admit that, when you embrace the dark part of you, you are a complete being, (laughs) human being, you know. And that is what the new album is about, you know. And uh, we are are mixing many Brazilian sounds here in in this album, different from... Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yes. We are mixing. We we, we think it's it's time to do a thing like that, right? Semantics was great, but was very experimental. And this, we wanted to, as we are talking about the dark side of us, this tribal thing, it's, it's like more tribal, you know? Mm-hmm. And we wanted to put something uh, into Brazilian style to awesome. mix them. Yes. Love it. It's, it it's, it's, 
different, completely different from, from somatics, right? And we are planning to tour next year. You know, you're already planning to first Argentina, I guess, in April, right? And Europe, uh, June, I guess, right? We are going to do Argentina, uh, some gigs here in Brazil, and then you're going to Europe again. You've got to be so excited. I can't imagine how much you must be looking forward to that. <laughs> Me too. And I was concerned because we tried to do last week, but I had problems, right? And I said, oh, this can't be happening. Oh, my phone before <laughs> we started. I wanted so much to do that. But I'm, I'm happy because we could, right? So... Anyway, that's what we can expect from the new album. Well, I... It's dark. It's something like do or die. It's not, Everything's in your hand, you know, and you have to embrace this to change the things you want to change. Based on the singles you've released so far, I'm really excited about it. Cannot wait to, uh, to hear this new album. Finally, Bruna... What is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Revenge In, including the EP Inner Dark, as well as your previous album, Somatics? <laughs> okay, we are already in all the streaming platforms. You know, we have Instagram. If people want to, to buy a merchandise, you can contact us by direct in Instagram, right? But but we are about to release the new website. So just send us a message and we are there to, to do whatever people ask you. <laughs> well, again, I'm from what I've heard so far, and obviously your amazing previous work, I'm excited about it. As soon as there are pre-order opportunities for it, I'm going to be among the first to order my album and can't wait to hear the whole thing. It's going to be great. I know you'll be so excited to hit the stage once again and show what you've been working on all this time. Best of wishes to you, Bruna, and thank you so much for joining us today. Really, thank you a lot. <laughs>